The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I cannot even express how excited I am for today's episode. I think this is going to be... What feels like one of the most fun episodes I've done in a very long time, it's going to be a story time episode. And maybe I only have one other story time on this podcast. And that's truly because I am also known for my very bad memory. It's uh, one of the worst things about me. I have a running joke with my best friend who I have known since the first grade. And she remembers everything, like everything to a T. And so does my mom. And both of them just go back and forth with all of these fun memories that we have and cherish from our childhood. And they're like, Taylor, you don't remember that? Nothing. I remember nothing. And that's why it's really hard for me to do story times. But when something is topical, fresh of mind, hopefully I can recall all right. So this is going to be the most beautiful, beautiful story time about not only one of the best concerts I've ever been to, but also one of the most pivotal, important moments, I believe, in my life, in my short, young life. A little dramatic, but I promise it's going to be worth it. So if you are watching on YouTube, which thank you if you are, uh, you can definitely see there's probably a little bit of a spoiler alert for which concert I went to. (laughs) I feel like if you follow me on any social media, you're like, yeah, we've heard this story 90 times, but I'm going to tell it in depth. I'm wearing a Harry Styles concert t-shirt. And I've also decorated the studio, which I don't know, I think is kind of fun and festive. I felt like I needed a little bit more oomph for the holiday season. So hopefully you like the setup. I've got my Christmas sweater on. I've got my backwards Santa upside down mug, which is absolutely the most annoying thing ever as a left-handed gal. I have always had this qualm with mugs where I get very irritated if they look quote unquote correct from from one direction, but not from the other because I'm left-handed. So if I hold it in my proper hand on my left, it's usually backwards. And that bothers me so stinking much because I want to be able to look at the mug just as much as the person who's looking at my mug. So there should be a design front and back. Firm believer in that. But this mug, unfortunately, um, one side is Santa's front The other side of Santa's back. So there's that. We've got our coffee this morning. It is a very early morning for me today. So wish me luck in giving you the best energy possible for this amazing story time. But I'm just going to jump into it because there's so much to share and I feel like I'm going to get excited and I don't want to like tell more, like get ahead of myself, whatever. Okay. So let's start from the very beginning. I have known that Harry Styles was going to be coming to the Seattle area for quite some time now. I often see it, you know, advertised. I've been following his tour, his love on tour, tour, uh, for the past 
what, like two months or so as he's been going on tour around the country. And it's been constantly, constantly at the top of my feeds every single time I go on social media. And if it's not on your feeds, basically what I have been getting constantly is content, of course, from the shows, clips of him singing, clips of Harry talking to the audience, engaging with the audience, people showing you what outfits they're going to be wearing to these shows. Like it is a full-blown production also from the audience perspective. And maybe it's just because, of course, TikTok is so popular now, but I feel like I've never really seen that to such a large extent as I have with this tour where you're seeing people go through the thought process of what they're going to wear. They're doing transitions of before the show, during the show, what they look like, showing funny clips from what's happening during the concerts. Like it feels like it was all consuming. Now to give a bit more backstory, um, I've always been a fan of Harry Styles. He's never been somebody that I've been like, oh my gosh, I would you know, take a bullet for this man. However, I've always been an absolutely massive fan, especially of his solo career, but I was also a very big One Direction fan. So I hadn't even realized it, but I've been a fan of this man for 11 or 12 years or so. So I kind of knew, like, I was mad at myself that I did not go to his, uh, what do you call it? His first solo tour. I was mad that I didn't go to that and I should have made a bigger effort for it, but I was in school at the time. His concert was on the other side of the state. Like it it would have been really difficult. So I, I was mad that I didn't have the opportunity to go then. And I, like I said, I kind of knew that he was going to be coming to the area, but I wasn't sure how I could really swing it. And to be quite honest with you, I felt like I really needed to find somebody to go with, but I felt like every time I was asking around nobody really cared or people maybe just didn't have the means to afford the tickets at the time, which first of all, maybe we'll get into that, but I completely understand because some of these tickets are absolutely outrageous. I mean, I know some people love to spend their money on concerts, but holy guacamole. Thankfully, I didn't spend that much, but we'll get into it. So uh, I kind of was just feeling like I was very dependent on finding a partner to go with. Of course, like that's what you do with concerts. You go with people, you go with a group, you go with your best friend, whomever. And I just didn't feel like I was finding anybody who had a similar interest as me in going. But I also think like looking back, I was kind of brushing it off as like, you know what? Like I'm really interested in going, but I know myself and I know that I won't go because one, I can't find anybody to go with. Two, I don't really have the extra income to just go buy a concert ticket right now. And three, I kind of had a little bit of a busier weekend this weekend, and I knew that in advance. So I was thinking there's no way I could even like swing the the time. But I have a really good friend. She lives right outside of Portland, and Harry was going to be doing back-to-back shows one night in Seattle, one night in Portland. And so she and I had been kind of talking like, oh, should, should I drive down to see the Portland show? Should you drive up to see the Seattle show? How could we make this work? And she had been planning to go by herself. And I remember when she told me that, I was like, you're going alone? Are you, are you serious? Because one, she's just like that type of cool person that could swing that. And two, I just, I never even considered it. It never came across my table as an option because I have a very, very instilled fear of doing things by myself. 
I remember the last thing I did by myself, pretty much like a very monumental moment for me, was in 2017. In 2017, I was living with my sister in New York City. And she and I were, I mean, she had all of her friends in the city, but we were partners going around town together because I didn't know anybody in New York. And I was 20 years old. Like I was just young and youthful and I was interning in the city and it was fun and it was great, but I didn't know anybody. So I relied on her to always be my companion. But of course there was times when like she had to work late, like she worked in a hospital and she had her own friends to hang out with. So there was always things like, you know, she had to do that maybe I was free for and she wasn't. So there was this one time I really wanted to go to this restaurant. It's so stinking good. I still remember it because it was so delicious. But I really wanted to go and I wanted to go this particular night. And she told me she was busy, like she was going to be home late. She was stuck late at work, whatever. And I'm like, well, I'm freaking hungry. There's no food at the house. I want to go to this restaurant. So I'm just going to try. Like I'm going to try and go alone. I had already been trying to conquer like everything else on my own in the city, like the subway and going to work and basic things, which now I'm like, that's so easy. But I was so scared. I was so scared. So I'm telling myself, all right, I'm just going to go to this restaurant and we'll see how it goes. And I sit down at this restaurant by myself. I order food. I feel so out of sorts. I basically cried myself through the entire dinner because I was so scared of just like, I don't know, like my own company being alone. I just was not comfortable. And even still to this day, I'm still not the most comfortable with just doing things on my own. And to be honest with you, I feel like I had such a scarred experience from just crying myself through my meal, my delicious meal, mind you, that I I never really tried to do something like that again up until two nights ago. (laughs) So like I was saying, um, the concert's approaching. I have no plans to go. I have nobody to go with. But in retrospect, I feel like I was starting to sense like in my subconscious, I knew I really wanted to go because the the dates of his tour were instilled in my mind. It wasn't just one of those things where I'm like, oh yeah, I think he's coming. I'm like, no, I know that he's coming September. Oh my gosh, September, November 7th. It's a, it's a Sunday evening and I know that's the day that he's going to be here. And I think I wouldn't do that unless I was very serious about trying to make this happen. So that's why I feel like I knew all along that my subconscious really was like pushing for this, but my, the way that, I don't know, my demeanor or something was trying to just brush it off as if it didn't matter because I clearly wasn't going to be able to go because I couldn't find anybody to go with. And therefore I just, you know, that's just how life goes. Sometimes you want to do things and you can't swing it. And that's that. So I had a friend come into town this past weekend and she and I have been friends since I think we were three years old, like forever and ever. She lives in Portland herself and she had also been kind of like tossing around the idea of, hey, maybe I'll go to the Portland show. Um, What if you stayed up here an extra night and we went to the Seattle show together? This is a different friend, by the way. I made that confusing, but I digress. So all weekend long, we were kind of talking about it, but just kind of here and there. And then she'd say, oh, you know, like, I really want to go, but it's, it's really expensive. And I'm like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like maybe we could just hopefully. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. 
Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. See what happens, like if the prices go down and, and watch the tickets the day of or whatever. I don't know. I felt like there was this part of me that just kind of kept like thinking about it. I think I'm normally the type of person that just kind of accepts things as they are, understands that, you know what, I'm just going to kind of take the easy route. I I know it's not going to work out for me. I'm going to be bummed, but it's going to be okay. Like I'll probably be sad that I didn't go, but it's not going to be the end of the world. But it just kept sticking with me all weekend long. And I'd catch myself going on to Ticketmaster, going on to SeatGeek, just checking tickets, trying to see the cheapest I could swing. You know, could I get two tickets? Could I get one ticket? Like I was just trying to look, but it felt like I wasn't really doing it that seriously because I kind of knew like, I'm going to be tired. I had a lot of things to do. I had a few videos to film, podcasts to get uploaded. I had work to get ahead on. I was planning on leaving, not planning on. I am leaving. I left (laughs) to go to New York for the week. So I knew like I, I had to get on top of things. I had to pack. I had to plan my outfits. There was no time to go to a concert. But I'm I'm hanging out with my friend and she's like kind of packing up her stuff. She's ready to drive home and whatnot. And all of a sudden I'm like, I, I can't do this. I'm I'm constantly letting myself get just upset with myself in retrospect that I didn't try harder or I'm letting maybe other people's opinions tell me what I should do or I'm thinking, you know what? I'll go to his next tour. It just, it didn't work out and it's fine. And I didn't have anybody to go with. So therefore I can't go myself. And I just let that take over and I let it decide how I'm going to, I don't know, like carry myself through my whole life. Like I let what other people want to do dictate how I do things. And I don't ever just like take control. And I don't know like what sort of, flip and switch went off in my mind, but I just decided like, I have watched this tour on my For You page for weeks. I have fantasized about going. I have kept this date in my mind. I've thought about it so stinking much. I'm going to be sad if I don't go. So I'm going and I don't care how, I don't care if I have to go by myself. I want to go. So I went online I found the cheapest ticket that I could get, which just so happened to be an incredible seat. Mind you, I was only in the 100 section, which is the first level up from the floor. I mean, talk about a scream of a deal. I bought the cheapest ticket I could find and I decided I'm going. And I decided I was going three hours before the show started. I bought my ticket at 5 p.m. The show started at 8. And I think in some ways that thrill made it even more fun because of course I had been thinking about going for months, but I never planned it out. And sometimes, you know, when you plan a concert out, it's always on your mind or maybe it's overhyped or I don't know, you like stress about it. But I think because there was no time to stress, I just acted. Everything felt like a whirlwind and it still kind of does. But I purchased my ticket at 5 p.m. 
I tell my friend, she's like stupid excited for me. She leaves, she drives home and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I, I know I'm going to drive myself because I'm not comfortable to take an Uber in the dark by myself. I'm just not. So I'm going to drive myself and I'm just going to leave later. I'm going to leave past traffic time. I'm going to wait as long as I can. And in the meantime, I'm going to be the most productive B-I-T-C-H that I can be. So I'm not mad at myself that I spent my night at this concert. So I scurry around the house as fast as possible. Like I make a quick dinner. I start filming a YouTube video, which is very advantageous of me because I feel like most of the time I like sit and prep for forever, but I just, I just started filming, you know, I am scurrying around. I realize I have no set outfit to wear, which you're thinking, okay, is that really that big of a deal? But like I said, I've been seeing girls plan their outfits on TikTok for weeks. So I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to be like a stinking fashion show. People are going to be showing up in rhinestones and glitter and boas and people are just going to be looking amazing. I have nothing. I just decided I was going about 10 seconds ago. So I'm scrambling through my closet. I find like this cute little, well, I think it's cute. I don't know. It's like this cute little sparkly black dress. It's from Forever 21. I must have got it a few years back. It still had the tag on it because I'm assuming I never had a place to wear it, but it was $12. So I'm assuming like I saw it on the sales rack. I was like, oh, maybe one day I will need to wear this. Thank you, Pass Taylor, for checking in on me because otherwise I would have been, I don't know, a nudist. So I find that outfit. I'm like, okay, maybe this would look cute with some Doc Martens or something. Like I need to kind of spice it up so it's not just like this, I don't know, sparkly dress. And then I'm like kind of reading the guidelines online and I'm seeing that you can't bring any bags in. So I'm like, okay, well, it's freezing outside. I need to bring a coat of some sort so I can actually put things in my pockets. And the coat has to have buttons or zippers or something so I don't lose my credit card, my keys. I'm going by myself, like gotta be fully responsible here. So I I don't have any clear bags, by the way. I didn't distinguish that, but I don't have any. So I, I had to be creative. So I call my best friend and I'm like, hey, this is what's happening. I'm freaking the heck out. I'm going to the concert by myself. Tell me like how to style myself, like help me figure this out because usually she's very fashion forward. So she's helping me out. I'm getting ready and I start getting ready at 745. Like I said, the concert starts at eight. So I'm just scrambling around my house trying to get things done. I take Reese out to go to the bathroom. I'm running to eat food. I'm changing my clothes. I'm putting in cute earrings. Like we are getting things done. Then I'm like, okay, you know what? Like we just have to do this. We just got to get ourselves into the mood. I ate a Rice Krispie treat (laughs) to get myself a little bit more hyped. And I left my house at 8.15. I left my house at 8.15. Now, of course, as with all concerts, there was concert traffic, which I was, was to be expected, wasn't fabulous, but it wasn't that bad. I was a bit nervous that I was pushing it so much that I was going to miss his opening, but thank freaking God I didn't. But I did miss the opening act. So I'm sitting in traffic for forever. I finally get to a parking lot. I was, I could have parked like on the street or something, but I didn't feel comfortable enough, especially by myself to be walking around the city streets at night to go to my car. So I'm like, we're parking in the parking lot, even if it takes 10 minutes extra of traffic. I park my car. I, I jump out 
literally jump out of the car. I hurdle. I'm sprinting through the parking lot. And thankfully now there's no line outside of the stadium. It's just like me and like the rest of the stragglers. And I get in. I do my little security check or whatever. And then, you know, you have to scan your ticket. Oh my gosh. I didn't tell the ticket part of the story. So wait, a a little ways backwards, (laughs) two hours to be precise. I'm searching for tickets and I end up buying a a ticket from SeatGeek. Now, I don't know why some people um, maybe have mixed reviews of SeatGeek. I've only, (laughs) such a weird word to say, SeatGeek. I've only ever heard good things. Like I've had a good experience myself. I've purchased tickets from them time and time again, but I have seen a few reviews of people like, getting scammed by them but I'm like reading through their entire website and they have so many helpful guidelines and guarantees and money backs etc so I'm really not feeling that concerned but of course like I do a bit of research and it mainly was positive so I'm like okay I'll just I'll take my chances I think where people can be I don't know I think where it could get sketchy is that and I could be wrong on this but I'm pretty sure SeatGeek themselves sells tickets like they can issue tickets to put up for sale however if they put up a ticket and you purchase it but then you realize you don't want it you can resell it on SeatGeek so and in that case you have people like Joe Schmo selling their tickets on this platform when I suppose they might not follow through with their end of the deal what if they don't transfer the ticket to you they don't um you, I don't know, something happens with the money, they scam you, whatever. So I, I'm guessing that's probably where people have had problems. That's my guess. But like I said, I bought my ticket at 5 p.m. and I get, you know, immediate confirmation from SeatGeek that my ticket has been purchased. And of course, I also get immediate confirmation from my banking account that the money has been taken out. I'm like, fantastic. But then I'm kind of like reading through the website and also on my email and it says, there is a rule with the particular stadium that I'm going to that they cannot just accept a ticket from SeatGeek's website. You have to have the ticket transferred to you. And I'm like, okay, what? And I think I kind of had remembered this when I also purchased from SeatGeek for the Jonas Brothers concert, but it didn't seem like that big of a deal because both of those things came one after the other. Like I got my confirmation that I purchased the ticket, then I got the email saying, accept this transfer. So I was like, oh, whatever, easy peasy. But that didn't happen with Harry Styles. That did not happen. So I'm sitting there. It's probably been like 20 minutes or so, 30 minutes goes by and I still don't have any confirmation of a ticket transfer. And I'm slowly starting to freak out. And I'm just typing through the website, like FAQs, contact us. Who could I call? What sort of question forum can I look through? And of course, it's 5 p.m. on the West Coast, but all of their helplines end at 5 p.m. on the East Coast, which would have been three hours too late. So I am slowly starting to panic, like, what if I just bought this fairly expensive ticket, I would say. I spent a heavy, golly, what are words? I spent $175, $175 for a ticket that I, now I'm concerned is not even going to arrive in my inbox. It ends up taking, I think, an hour and a half, an hour and a half of panic. Thank goodness I was distracting myself with other chores and activities and filming, but I was kind of concerned I wasn't going to be going to the show. And 
I don't know like why by which gods they decided to allow this ticket transfer to me but I'm so beyond grateful however as I'm going through the security system to get into the stadium and you know they they go to scan your ticket I did have a little mini freak out my heart did skip a beat that maybe this ticket wasn't legit like what if something worse happened and it it wasn't legitimate whatsoever I did get a little bit nervous about that but thank freaking goodness it was a quick little scan and I zoom into the concert zoom and immediately I see the merch I'm like oh my gosh should I I buy merch now like there's not that long of a line like I probably should do it now before the end of the show you never know if uh, sizes go out of style (laughs) sizes are unavailable or certain styles just are gone um but then I hear the glorious start of music I'm like oh my God, he's, he's coming out right now. This is it. It's, it's happening. I walk into the arena pretty much serendipitously. Is that a word? As Harry starts to come out on stage. I run down to my seat. Thankfully, I had gone into the right side of the stadium. I didn't have to like circle all the way around to find my section, but I run down to my section. Of course, I am the third seat from the aisle, but I go in on the complete opposite side. So I'm that person that's late. Harry's music is playing. He's not on stage yet, but like the, you know, beginning intro trying to get you hyped. That's all happening. He's probably like under the stage or in his little suitcase or whatever. And he's, he's not there, but I'm the person that's trying to scurry through this row of people. (laughs) trying to get to my seat on the complete opposite side of my section thank goodness everybody was nice but I'm like excuse me sorry excuse me sorry little me all scared by myself and let's talk about that for a second I mentioned that I am the most fearful of doing things on my own and to be fair I still am like this experience was absolutely incredible but I don't think it changed me for forever (laughs) however I I think one the rush of time and the whirlwind of those first few hours of buying ticket and then getting into the show, I didn't have time to be nervous because I had so much to do. When I was driving over, I think that's really when it started to hit or when I was like about to leave the house. I'm like, I'm about to do this. I'm going to walk into this concert on my own. And that felt like a very terrifying thing. And also because I just kind of felt like a loser. Like I felt like I was just so not cool that I couldn't even find a friend to go with or I didn't even have friends to go with. That's what was also going through my mind that people were just going to be looking at me like this girl couldn't even find a friend. Like, are you serious? So I think on the car ride over, I was like trying to hype myself up and not get too stressed. And I was just listening to his albums and trying to just calm myself down. But once I got to the arena, it really was not I suppose, as bad as I was expecting. Now, granted, I did still feel out of sorts. I did still feel awkward, especially when, you know, I'm the sole person that's filling in this singular gap between both of the the groups of people to my left and to my right in my section. And, you know, I, I think at first, maybe they kind of were like giving me some weird stares, but and they ended up being nice people. Like, you know, you kind of chit chat, but at the same time, everybody wants to watch the show. But I actually think the best thing that I did for myself was arriving so late. 
And I kind of did it intentionally because I had things to do and because I wanted to skip the traffic and I I think I didn't really care that much about the opening act. But in retrospect, if I had gone early, I think I would have sat in my thoughts and I would have been so anxious and bothered by my loneliness that it would have made me feel so beyond self-conscious. And because I missed the opening act, I also missed that kind of like lull period between the opening act and when Harry comes out on stage, which can sometimes be like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. So that would have been the part that I think would have been really hard, at least for me, where I would have maybe like, I don't know, tried to distract myself, like be on my phone. So I, I look busy or maybe like kind of awkwardly talk to the people around me if they're not already talking to their friends. Like, of course, everybody's nice, but you don't know what people are going to do. Like, you don't know if they're going to want to care to engage with you. So if you have that same sort of fear, especially with concerts going by yourself, I think that's kind of the way to do it. Like show up as late as you feel comfortable going. If you want to see the opening act, of course, that's fine. You could sit on your phone in the lull period. You could go get a pretzel. I don't know. But I think it really helped me because the lights were already off, by the way. The music was on. People were already so invested in seeing him come out. You know, they didn't really pay me any mind. And that was actually a good thing because it kind of took the pressure off of me to be less awkward and just like, okay, it's showtime. Let's go. This is about me and Harry. And that's another thing. Of course, when you go to a concert, like you want to hang out with your friends and like you're kind of dancing together and having that kind of camaraderie. But at the same time, if you're enjoying the show, you're really not talking to them that much. And also, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So like if you're just into the music, it can kind of feel like this experience where it's just you and the performer. So it, sh- it, it isn't all of that pressurized to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm here by myself. In fact, maybe some people even prefer it because you're just en- enjoying the music and you're not having to think about maybe what the people around you think of you or having to maybe feel like you have to make small talk with your friend because you haven't chatted in a while. I don't know. Like just some food for thought, I guess. But in regards to the actual concert itself, uh, it was everything and more. It it absolutely, truly was. And like I mentioned, I've always been a a fan of Harry. Even Keith is a fan of Harry. And we always listened to his albums and everything. But it was one of those things where I didn't realize how big of a fan I was, where I knew like most every lyrics, most every, not most, I knew every single song. And It was just spectacular in every way. And he did the best thing ever, which was putting himself in the center of the crowd where his stage is just in the middle with uh, catwalks on either side. So honestly, I mean, of course, like if you're very high up in the stadium, it's harder to see him. But 
if you're off to the side, it doesn't feel like you're off to the side because there's going to be a moment when he's going to come play a song on your side of the stage. And if you can't see him, you've got screens or maybe he's just spinning all around the center of the circle that his main stage and his band are in and you're always able to see him. And I thought that was really neat because most concerts that I've been to are, you know, they put everybody at the, well, I guess everybody's around the stadium, but they put themselves at the very corner, you know, and I I think that he did a really good job of setting up his stage like that. Not that he's the first person to ever do it, but I really liked that. And like I said, I bought the cheapest ticket I could find, but I was pleasantly surprised by how good my seat was. It was actually freaking fantastic. Like I could see him without, you know, zooming out on my phone or looking up at the screen. Like I could see him. So, I mean, we all know he's a good performer. Like he's an X Factor contestant. He has talent, but he, he knows how to put on a good show. He knows how to entertain a crowd. He's got this kind of confidence about him that is just very enthralling and enticing. And my favorite part of the show, (laughs) I don't know why I feel silly saying that. My favorite part of the show was when he finished like his first little set and he kind of stops to pause and he talks to the audience and he just walks around the stage and everybody in the pit brings signs and they might say something funny on it. They might say, it's my birthday, sing me happy birthday. And then he might, or it's, it's just like, you know, funny little phrases to kind of have a conversation with your audience. So in that way, I feel like he makes every single concert this personalized experience because, you know, you're not going to know what this sign is going to say versus what the sign in Dallas or Philadelphia might say. So I just thought it was so stinking fun. And I, I didn't ever feel that awkward throughout the whole show being by myself. I really didn't. And I think he's even said multiple times, like, come by yourself. It's okay. It's accepting. And that's another thing. This type of crowd is one of the most kind and welcoming and fun filled groups I could ever feel comfortable doing this with. You know, like I think there was a part of me that knew if I'm going alone, it's not going to be that bad because one, I've seen other people make TikToks about going by themselves. And two, I, I don't feel that bad because I know that this group of people is going to be so welcoming. It's not going to be that scary. In the end, it's going to be all right. So why worry? You know, what's the fuss all about? I totally got in my head. And uh, every person that I talked to was so kind. I would just kind of strike up conversations like in the bathroom, in line for merch. Because of course, you know, I had this like monumental moment of me like, going by myself, feeling so elated that I did this. I needed to document it in some way. So I bought a t-shirt. I wanted a sweatshirt. They're just so stinking much money. But I can't even describe to you. Actually, I can. and I'm going to try. (laughs) I am so proud of myself. And I truly do mean that. I'm so my hair was looking gross in the, the viewfinder. I just saw it. I was like, ugh, sorry. I really need to wash it. Can you tell? I was so proud of myself. I still am so proud of myself. And it it feels like something that almost didn't happen because it happened so quickly. I was home in my house by 11 p.m. I left my house at 8.15. I was home by 11 p.m. 
that's how fast his, his show was. And also I parked in the perfect spot that I got out of that parking lot with no stinking traffic. Thank goodness. I, I, it almost felt like it happened so quickly. I don't even know, like if I experienced it, like, was it just a fever dream? I don't know. But I, I never do things like this. And I always tell myself, oh, it would have been so fun if I went. Oh, I bet that show was so good. I'm sad I didn't go. But why didn't I try harder? Why didn't I just commit to being my own best friend and being my own best company and going and trying things on my own? I saw a comment on my TikTok about this, which I made like 90. <laughs> I saw a comment that was like, normalize doing things by yourself. Heck stinking yes. Heck stinking yes, guys. <laughs> I I have such a hard time with it. And I feel like sometimes it's like perceived as odd or, or strange. But why? Why does it have to be weird? In fact, it probably opened me up to being more welcoming to other people around me because I felt awkward. So I was hoping that people would make me feel welcomed. And that's another thing. Like if you ever see anybody by themselves in any sort of setting and maybe they're feeling out of sorts or they're wanting to extend themselves in some way, I would challenge you to be really kind to them and strike up a conversation or something because you never know the type of people that you're going to meet. You know, we could have met at the concert, you and I, um, <laughs> uh, but I just, I had the best, the absolute best time. And it, it was like one of the most empowering experiences of my short life thus far, because I really and truly surprised myself. I think that's what it was at the end of the day. I, I had no intentions of going. I had no intentions of going by myself because why would Taylor do something like that? But I'm so glad that I did. One, because it was the best stinking concert I've been to in a very long time. I'm going to say top five of my life. Genuinely, that man knows how to put on a good show. Every song was better than the last. Even if you didn't know all of the words, like he made it fun. The crowd was fun. Fantastic. And also, I mean, it was just one of the coolest, most impactful experiences to do this and to prove myself that I don't need to rely on other people to have a good time. And I don't have to rely on other people's yeses or nos to determine what I'm going to do with my life. If somebody says they can't do something, that doesn't mean I also can't do it either. And I don't think I knew knew that for, for most of my life. I thought this was going to be a really quick episode, but I've been chatting, chatting for, for some time. Um, so I just want to say thank you so much for encouraging me. If you saw any of my Instagram stories or my TikToks, um, it means a lot to me. And this is the third day in a row that I'm wearing this t-shirt. So I feel very sentimental about it. And now I'm like sad, you know, I've like had this amazing experience and then like the concert was so good. I have a little post-concert blues, (laughs) but uh, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be like a new pattern for me, if I'm constantly going to be going to concerts by myself. I highly doubt it, but maybe it's just like a small open door to do more things on my own. It's not a small open door. I threw open the door to go to this concert, but maybe I'll start to go to dinners by myself more and not cry myself from my appetizer to my dessert, you know? So um, I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for listening. I do actually have a, a question of the week. My question of the week that I get actually 
all the stinking time is would I ever do a week of CrossFit workouts? And here's the thing. I've thought about it a lot and I've always wanted to try CrossFit. I've never been myself. But one, I get very, very nervous to go into studios like that and to ask to film and record because one, it's scary and it's vulnerable. And sometimes they're like, who are you? You have a, you have a what channel, huh? And also it's very hard to like get other people in the class, not on camera. And just because I want to film this for my YouTube channel doesn't mean they need to agree to be in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I like befriended some instructors and they were kind enough to like take me in under their wing, then I could try. But for now, I'm still too nervous. So we will wait and see. Um, maybe that will change in the future. I'm not sure. But for now, probably not. I don't know. I just need to gain more confidence. Also, I just always feel so awkward like going in by myself. What did I just talk about this whole freaking hour? doing things by myself. And what did I just say? We have to unlearn some things up in here in the noggin. I've got some things to do. I've got some explaining to do. Um, my wellness tip for the week, in case you're not familiar or you're not following me on TikTok, I do daily wellness tips. It's actually, I think I just filmed my eighth daily wellness tip today. And I started it eight days ago. <laughs> I started it eight days ago because I kind of thought, you know, it would be kind of cute if I did something on a consistent basis where I was providing a little bit more value to you and giving you just like quick, easy, digestible tips. The videos are less than a minute. Hopefully they're quick and digestible. And it's a fun way to just kind of do like little check-ins with yourself. So I'd love to regurgitate today's wellness tip in case you don't have TikTok or you just don't care to follow me, which is fine too. But today's wellness tip was to opt out of things that are not benefiting you. And you can kind of like interpret this in any way that you prefer. It could be something like there is a relationship in your life that is just not benefiting you and you realize you're not getting out of it as much as maybe you had in the past or it's just maybe some very toxic energy. Um, and maybe that's just something that you have to step away from. Could be a friend, could be a family member, could be a classmate, step away if you can. Or it could be something kind of as molecule as a household chore. If there's a chore in your house that is like so daunting to you and it's stressing you out so much, don't do it. Like literally don't do it. Wait until tomorrow if you have to. Um, call, oh my golly. Um, call a friend for help. Wait until next week to handle it. If it's just causing you so much stress, so much stress. I think a way that I've helped implement this in my life lately is prioritizing my sleep schedule, my sleeping habits over trying to get things done. Because I think in the past for most of my YouTube life, I've always chosen Actually, for like most of my academic life too, I've always chosen to stay up late rather than to get my sleep and maybe wake up early or just like not procrastinate all day long and get things done in a proper time span. But it's been instilled in me, I swear, since like my freshman year of high school when I'd stay up until 1, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever, until my work was finished. And then I'd go to bed. And one, that's a horrible example to set for yourself Two, it's awful for your sleep schedule to be that irregular. And three, it's it's horrible for your circadian rhythm. 
And it's just not good. Like that kind of work-life balance, even like now in my life, I always compromise sleep. Like it's the first thing to go. Oh, I have a lot of work to do. So I'm just going to stay up late. And then I have to also wake up early. But why? Like what are other areas in my life that I can kind of look at and figure out what can I take out to put my work in? Or am I spending too much time on TikTok that I could be utilizing somewhere else? I think it's just trying to be more thoughtful about moments like that where you you're preserving your energy in all ways possible. So that is my wellness tip, my question of the day, and my story time for you all about the concert that single-handedly changed my life. And yes, I am being very dramatic about it, but like I said, I I cannot even believe that I did it. And it was a it was a in total six hour time span, but really and truly a less than three hour time span from leaving my house to getting back home with the whole concert in its entirety. It's just like mind boggling that it even happened. And I got home. I'm like, oh my gosh, I went to a Harry Styles concert. And in actuality, I was sitting there like, I'm going to be too busy to go to this concert tonight. If I would have stayed at home, I would have been on my phone. Maybe I would have gone to the gym. Like this was amazing. Everything and more. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for watching or listening. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. Give this video a big thumbs up and comment down below. Maybe if you had a life-changing moment this week or in your life, I don't know, give me some inspo. And if you're listening um, as a podcast, don't forget to give this a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or participate in the episode on Spotify. Um, We've got polls. We've got questions on most of our episodes. So I love you all so much. Thank you so much for watching or listening. I will see you in the next one. Woo!